Welcome to Homeschooling Co-op Style, a weekly podcast hosted by Pat Wesolowski. Pat began homeschooling her nine children more than 25 years ago. It didn't take her long to discover that co-ops were a perfect fit for her educational goals. Co-ops allowed her family to study together with other families, creating a safe and friendly environment that was conducive to honing public speaking skills. Sharing responsibilities with other parents lessened the stress and the workload. After years of organizing and orchestrating a variety of co-ops, Pat is here to encourage, teach, and promote homeschooling co-op style. Hi, and welcome to Homeschooling Co-op Style. I'm glad you joined us for the show today. We're going to be interviewing another Ultimate Network radio show host, Melanie Wilson. Melanie is a homeschooling mom who's also a psychologist and has a show on the Ultimate Radio Network, which she'll tell us about a little bit later. But first, we're going to talk about co-oping because Melanie has experience with that as well. Welcome, Melanie. Thank you so much, Pat. I have been excited to talk with you about this topic for a long time because I'm just really passionate about co-oping. So I am looking forward to chatting it up about this topic. Well, good. Well, tell us about your co-op experience. Tell us about your children and your homeschooling adventures and and how you became involved in co-ops. Okay. Well, I started homeschooling when my oldest was just a preschooler, and I did just a little bit of preschool curriculum just to see if I could actually hack homeschooling or not. And then I, I found... Well, I think then I moved on to using um, a curriculum that's based on books. It's one that everyone knows, and it's just completely slipped my mind right now. But when I uh, was five in a row, thank you, five in yeah. a row. That's what I used when Love he was five in, in a kindergarten. Row. Yes. Well, then when he was going to go into first grade, I wanted to find a curriculum that really fit him and fit my upcoming family. I had three boys when I started homeschooling, and I went on to have uh, two more boys and one girl in the mix, and uh, I found the uh, curriculum called Konos, and at the time that I found it, they had packaged it to make it really user-friendly where you could just do one unit and they even included all the materials and things that you could use to do the hands-on activities. Well, I did that with just my own family, but I was really interested in doing a lot of the activities in a co-op setting because that's what they really recommended. And I just knew that my kids would absolutely love it. It was one of those things where it it did make me nervous to homeschool because of friendships or lack thereof. And so I felt like, you know, that was the thing to do, to start using Konos in a co-op setting. So I was already part of a larger homeschooling network here in St. Louis. And I put the word out to them that I was looking for families who would be interested in doing this as a co-op. And a couple of women that I had already become acquainted with through uh, PE classes, uh, Mm -hmm. just responded to me and said, you know, yeah, we would be interested in doing that. So I had three other families who decided to do a Konos co-op with me. And when we started... So you started the co-op? I did, Uh uh-huh. And just because I'm crazy like that. (laughs) You know, I've always started... 
Yeah, well, I've always started these things. Like I started a mom's Bible study without having a clue what I was getting into. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've I've done a lot of things trial by fire. And this was definitely one of them. And it worked out really, really well, I'm thankful to say. We decided to meet in a church that our local homeschool group was also using for activities. So we knew that we could probably get use of the building during the day, one day a week. And that's what we did. We started meeting and doing the activities and also the field trips away from the church on various weeks related to the topics that we were studying. And then one of the members moved with her family, and so the group was small enough, and I had a new baby that was sleeping, you know, needed to take naps during the day, and I have a larger home, and I just said, you know, would you ladies be willing to come to my home? to do co-op because then I could let my baby sleep, you know, while we're doing our activities. And they said, oh, yeah, sure. So they did that, and we continued doing that. And actually, I'm still co-oping with those two ladies. Um, I don't know. I think it's been at least 10 years ago. So, um, yeah. your kids have become close friends, haven't they? Yes, yes. We've vacationed together and... You know, it's it's been it's been a great experience. Well, and, I, go yeah, ahead. go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that you know, then it it kind of evolved. One of the women who was co-oping with us in our home, um, she took uh, some time off, and so I invited another mom. I actually, I think I at that point I may have invited two other moms mm-hmm. to homeschool with us. So, um, and then she, one of those two other moms stayed with us for a couple of years. Uh, the other mom that I invited is still co-oping with us. She's been it's been a number of years that she's been with us too. And then I started um, kind of branching out, and so. Last year what I did was I started teaching um, high school a high school speech class. And so I invited even another mom that I knew who had high school-aged daughters to bring them, because I had all boys. <laughs> I have all boys oh, in my co-op, oh my um, with, with one exception, because now we've even added another friend who is coming to my house and Yes, it does get crazy. It does get crazy. You still meet at your house? Yes, we still meet at my house, except for the field trips. And so we have now the high schoolers meet on my main floor, and the rest of the kids are in my basement. And that's where I do most of my homeschooling anyway. Well, that's one of the beauties of co-opting is you can be flexible as far as where you meet, your location. Um, If you have older kids, younger kids, what you do with them. We just started today a medieval co-op that I'm doing for my granddaughter here, and we have a group that has some younger children, babies in it, and we found a church that we are paying for the facility, but it's a very reasonable amount. But Mm -hmm. they have a a nursery and a playroom and other rooms, so the moms with little ones can be as much a part of the co-op as they are able to be, but then can leave when when the child needs a nap or is, you know, fussy or, or needs to run around in another room because they're tired of sitting. So that works out well, too. 
and and it, I like personally I like when we can meet in houses because it just seems so much more comfortable and we had one friend with a large enough house we met and then we would stay for lunch which the children loved and the parents mm-hmm. could talk about co-op how it went what we need to do to change and the kids could play and have more time together and um, I don't know about your children I would imagine it's true of most children they just love looking forward to getting together with other kids once a week so it makes it the highlight of their week that is absolutely the truth and my kids drive me nuts in the summer when we don't have co-op because they keep asking mm-hmm. me when we're going to start co-op <laughs> so oh, well that's it, great now, their, do your co-ops include yeah. presentations or is that just in your speech yeah. class oh absolutely that's been a huge Good. part of our co-op uh, we do that Good. all the time where kids have to, um, you know, give a presentation. We've had them use PowerPoint. Um, they can use video, but a lot of times they're just speaking and um, having researched one topic amongst many. You know, so like when we've done Africa units, then they have to study an African animal, for example, and right. give a presentation on that. So that's right. well, that's been fantastic. That's good, and and to me, that's one of the strongest advantages of a co-op is that you have a safe and friendly environment for the children to hone those public speaking skills. And if you start Mm -hmm. them when they're young, they really never get that fear of public speaking that most of us have because we weren't introduced to it until we got to college. And by then, we were petrified. But when you start (laughs) them young enough, it just becomes so natural. They don't think anything of it. Even today, we had some children there. There was one little boy who I think he was so nervous he could not even tell me his name. <laughs> and I think he thought I was going to make him talk, which I didn't today. We have found, mm-hmm. too, that if if we leave it with the parents and we say, you know, you can expect put as much expectation on your children as you want and, and we'll be flexible with that. And some one parent came one time and said, we're just going to watch. My children are young. We're not going to do presentations. But by the third week, they were begging to do them. Oh, of course. So it, it does help them overcome it when they see the other children and they see the variety of how they do uh, the presentations, and, and they become challenged. They do. That is the truth. In my it's, co-op today, um, my experience. granddaughter's eight, and my daughter also has uh-huh. a two-year-old who is quite a little tornado, and uh three-month-old baby, and both of them were sick. So she said, Mom, I just don't know if Karis can do a report. And I said, she doesn't have to. It's an introductory co-op. But she heard me talking about Justinian, and she said, my granddaughter said, oh, he was married to Theodora. Well, my daughter pulled up a page with information about Theodora. My eight-year-old granddaughter wrote her own report, dressed up in her medieval dress, and came and gave her report today and did it all herself. So. It, it, is, it was quite neat. touching and fun. I enjoy it as a grandparent, too, but co-ops oh, were just yeah. the highlight of my homeschooling experience, and, and it did mm-hmm. provide friendships for the parents as well as relief oh, work yes. was because yes. you're sharing that burden. Right, absolutely. You know, we, What are you studying right now in co-op? Right now, uh, what uh-huh. we're doing, we're doing something a little bit uh, unique, although we are starting a music Study, a unit study that I'm in charge of uh, tomorrow. So um, we will be delving into that. But this year we decided to focus more on field trips because the last couple of years we haven't done as many. And I, I just feel the loss of that because it's 
it's just been so educational and fun, you know, just to get out of the house, <laughs> especially in and the winter. And you do it as a group? You do it with a co-op? So where do yeah. you go? What kind of field trips? Oh, my goodness, just <laughs> all over the place. Uh, they have done – now, I haven't been going on the field trips this first semester because I've been teaching a uh, a research paper class for the high school students. But the other kids, the youngers, have been going to, they went to an organic farm. They went to a bakery. They went to a pottery place and did pottery. Um, they've gone to the art museum more than once and had really good experiences there. They, they're they kind of taking classes there and working on projects. Um, just a variety of of things that, uh, you know, just individual parents are planning these. And are so, they tying the co-ops, I mean, are they tying the field trips in with presentations or studies beforehand? You know, or? no, no, um, not so much. Although um, I think I think we have had to do some homework for for some of, of the trips. In, in the past, you know, when we were doing just Konos, of course, everything was related. You know, we were doing right. all kinds of studies related to that that field trip that we were going on. Um, now, the organic field trip that the kids took, that was all part of a nutrition unit study that my friend taught. So, yes, okay. that was tied in and related. But we're kind of just doing more just kind of individual trips this year yes. to yeah. take a little bit of the pressure off. Um, <laughs> but, you know, now my study will be more home-based, it's harder to find good field trips um, when it's in the middle of the winter. Um, yeah, that's true. So, so we will be going to an orchestra uh, presentation um, in March, so that will kind of tie in to what we're doing. Yeah. But um, that's that's what's going on. And then the other thing that's happening is the high school students are now going to be doing an American government course that my friend is going to be teaching. Yeah, my youngest son, who, um, well, I have two that are still in high school. The rest are all done. It uh -huh. is in a co-op where they're studying government and constitution and, and economics. Okay. And it's it's really been good. And it's it's neat when they have another thing I like with co-ops, especially as they get older, not so much elementary years, although you can begin then, is to have a lot of conversation and to, to engage them in conversation and have them think, and we have found in our co-ops, I don't know how your teens are, but I find most teens are, are pretty afraid to answer a question unless they're really sure of the answer because they don't want to look stupid or be made fun of. Not that they would, but that's what they think would happen. Mm -hmm. But when you mm -hmm. break them into groups, they tend to do a much better job. So at our high school co-ops, we found if we break them into breakout groups and give the group an assignment to come up with an answer, a solution, or an opinion, or something to share, then they work really well together. And we, we rotate the members of our group so that Different people have to learn to work with other people, and you don't always have the same people. And we also rotate the leaders of the group so they will learn the importance of being a leader and how hard it is to be a leader and how um, how much the importance of being a good follower when you're not the leader. So we have a lot mm -hmm. of that. Do you have opportunities in your co-op where the kids can talk and share and, and bat around ideas? Well, my situation is a little different than that because this is not – a large group co-op. Mm -hmm. You know, I probably only have in my class right now. But it is right a breakout now, just, group. 
It is. It, it's a, and, and they've known each other. They've grown up together. There's just four of them in their group right now of the teens, and so they aren't afraid to say anything. <laughs> no. And do they hold no, each with, other accountable? Or are they? Are they? Uh, do they challenge uh, each other and encourage each yes, other? I, they... Yes, I would say that they do. You know, they know that that there's some good-natured teasing that will go on if yeah. if they don't do their work, for example, or um, you know. Especially, I saw this during the um, during the speech class that I taught, because okay. um, you know if they they had to evaluate each other during the speech course, so um, that actually created an opportunity to talk about you know how how do we treat one another <laughs> based right. on how we would like to be treated when we're speaking, and so it was it was good, especially because I introduced you know, those two girls to the situation. And, and I think that just was wonderful because those yeah. boys, I would have been very tempted just to slack and just think, oh, who cares because it's just my buddies right. who are going to be evaluating me. Well, it wasn't that way. It was yeah. two girls that made them shape up <laughs> and be yeah. on their best behavior. So that That's a good point. And that also it reminded is. me, too, that co-ops are a great place to teach character and manner mm -hmm. and um, yeah. have your children experience how to act in a situation with a group of people. And most of our co-ops, especially when I had all nine at home, the co-ops had children from you know, two, three, four years old up to 16. And so they learned to work alongside with older and younger mm -hmm. students, which is, is really good too. I mean, it's amazing yeah. to me they'll put 20 to 30 kids of the same age in school and expect them to get a lot out of that but <laughs> mm -hmm, but there are mm -hmm. so many opportunities to discuss manners and gossip and kindness and things oh, like yeah. that it's really neat mm -hmm. and you know I, I also find that it's a great learning opportunity for the adults too you know as when we are in charge of something or or even just as a parent, you know, when we notice that someone else's child is doing something that's mm -hmm. disruptive or, you know, just it's just not a good behavior. You know, we have mm -hmm. to learn how to deal with it, how to address it in the right mm -hmm. way. And I mean, I think that we have all grown so much in in just managing those kinds of interpersonal difficulties and those kinds of situations that that do come up, and it's and, it's such a blessing to be a homeschooler, and know right, that right. you know the Safe parents, you know, right, right, and it keeps it from becoming a really bad situation. Yeah, that's true, and we learn a lot academically as well too. I know I was just oh, telling, yeah. I, I my daughter requested this medieval co-op. I didn't know a whole lot about the Middle Ages, but boy, am I learning a lot. And today, the um, gal who shared the geography was showing the map and everything, and, and I shared with the class how I learned that, that um, when England lost a lot of the Roman soldiers for protection, they needed help. They called the Anglo-Saxons over from Europe to help protect their land, and the Anglo-Saxons liked it so much they stayed there. It was Britain at the time. And and, and, and then it became England from Anglo-Saxons, and that's how it's named right. England, and I didn't know that. And so I told the students that today, and I said, see, I'm old and I'm still learning, and I just love it. I said, so don't oh, think that you're ever going to know everything there is. You won't. It's a continual thing, but right. the, the sooner they realize, number one, 
one, they don't know everything. And number two, it's interesting. There's a lot of information out there. Then, then they have a different attitude. And many times, too, I would say that academics is like the bonus to our co-op. That was not the main point of having the co-op. In fact, we have one family right. in the medieval co-op who's already studied this period quite well. Their daughters could answer a lot of questions, but they wanted to get together with their friends once a week, and, sure. and so they're so excited about it, and, and they will be a huge blessing to the group, too, because they know a little more than the other students, and they're anxious to share that. So that's a neat mm-hmm. thing to see as well. Well, Melanie, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back, and I want to talk to you about your radio show. We'll be right back. Nothing scarier when you're a mom than hearing... You can have no fear when you download your free copy of the Once and For All Meal Plan from PsychoWith6.com. You'll have a meal plan for the pickiest of eaters that will save you time, money, and your family's health. That's just one of the great free resources at PsychoWith6, that's the number 6.com. All right, we're back with Melanie, and now we're going to talk about her radio show on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Melanie, tell us about your show, the title, the subject, how often it airs, how we can get to it. All right, well, the name of my show is the Homeschool Sanity Show. I'm a psychologist, and so I am supposed to be able to tell other people how to stay sane, but the truth is, I just need it for myself. So I decided that I was going to interview experts on the kinds of things that tend to drive us crazy as homeschoolers, whether it's time management, uh, difficult children, um, parenting marriage issues. We're going to be talking about that um, in an upcoming podcast. Um, Just across the board, just anything that is a difficulty for homeschoolers, I want to bring expert advice to people who are listening to it. That's great. And when when does your show air? Well, my show airs on Tuesdays, and the broadcast, or broadcast, but you know what I'm saying, the podcast goes live on the second and fourth Tuesdays at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Okay. And yours available through iTunes as well, correct? Oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah, so people can download them or listen to them later. Yeah, um, find them many different ways. Well, well, that's really right. neat, and I, I know that will bless a lot of people. When you homeschool, your the dynamics of your family life change in so many ways, and there's so many different right. things that you're dealing with that you haven't had to deal mm-hmm. with before that. But but it's worth it, right? <laughs> it it's absolutely worth it, and you know, co-oping, which I haven't talked about on the podcast yet, is definitely one of the ways that helped me to stay sane. You know, I'm a I'm a more extroverted person. I need to have mm-hmm. a lot of contacts with friends and other people so that I can talk. And mm-hmm. you know, when I first started homeschooling and even when I first started staying home uh full time, that was really difficult for me. I felt yeah. really lonely, really isolated. And, you know, I've had all these young children, and it's mm-hmm. it's difficult. And my husband is a traveling salesman, so he was gone a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that just made it extra hard. And, you know, co-oping was just one of the ways that God provided for me to, to stay sane when I was first homeschooling, too. 
So it's it's well, been just saying that blessing. reminds me. I recently interviewed a gal who um, had never tried co-oping until she was going through an unwanted divorce, and um, oh. a friend at a co-op said, you, "You really need to be around other people now. You know, bring your daughter, come try out the co-op, immerse yourself in life outside of because it was a rough time." And she mm-hmm. did it, and she loved it, and she was so grateful that she was sort of pushed into that opportunity. There are people who are afraid to co-op because they think they may have to, they may be required to do more than they're able to do and and in mm-hmm. my, my co-ops at least when the moms are have never been in one before and they're first visiting, I'll relieve them of any teaching responsibility and just say, you know, you help with the snacks or the crafts or the cleanup or, you know, the babies or things like that. But as mm-hmm. you get comfortable with it, especially now with PowerPoint, it is so easy to teach and in our co-ops, we're not doing as much teaching as the children are teaching with their presentations anyway. So really the okay. main thing is to have somebody orchestrate the dynamics of what you're going to do when and put it together, but it's not that hard to share that load and that burden and take part in it. So do your mm-hmm. parents all help you or are they put it all on you? Yes. How does that work out? Yes, we have taken turns um, being responsible for the teaching, you know, our, um, our, we, we've definitely done a lot of the, you know, the kids are teaching, the kids are sharing and, and that kind of thing, but we try to keep it very um, high energy and active and fun for the kids because that's what they yeah. really, really want. You know, they've, yep. we do our co-op on Friday and, you know, they've, they've had, four days of more of the seat work, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. they they really want it to be more fun, a fun educational experience and something that they can enjoy doing with their friends. And so we really focus on that. But when we've had new people join us, what we do is we just have them, you know, just observe and just sit in and see what the other people are doing. And then right. when it comes time for them to be responsible for the leading, it's it's pretty easy for them. It's right. it's really not, you know, that complicated. And, you know, one of the other things I wanted to say is that I also do another form of co-op that I think just about anyone could do, and that is one of the moms that comes to our big group co-op on Friday also meets with me um, in my home on Tuesdays, and we trade teaching responsibilities on that day. So I teach two of her sons writing and also her youngest two I also teach um, lower level science too um, on Tuesdays. And while I'm doing that, she is teaching the upper level science courses to my older kids. So they're, oh, well, that's, they're, that's a good trade-off. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. And so then the kids get to work together. And yeah. they do their their lab experiments together, which is really nice because I sure. honestly absolutely hate doing <laughs> I hate doing yeah, science we never experiments. Did, we, we never did dissect. I'm not sure if that's going to ruin my kids for life, but I well, just didn't I don't. Bring myself I don't those so. eyeballs and frogs and worms. We just didn't do it. <laughs> well, my friend is a nurse, and she loves all the biology no. stuff, and she's. She's fantastic with it. And, you know, one of the things that we haven't really talked about that I think is such a huge blessing of doing a co-op, whether it's just with one family or with many, is that it keeps you accountable. 
So right. I know she's bringing her kids over, so I better have my science stuff ready to go. Right. Or I'm going to feel really bad, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's a good that point. That's a good point yeah. because if you don't plan, you if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, and oftentimes it's easy to go think, we'll get to that tomorrow or tomorrow or tomorrow, and then exactly. never comes. So you're right. And one of my friends, when she first joined the co-op, her children absolutely loved it. They loved the presentations. They thrived. Their, the, her husband wasn't so sure that it was academically fulfilling enough, so he told them they could not do their co-op work until they did all their schoolwork. So in my family, co-op was school, and what we studied at home, everything had to do with what we were doing at co-op. There mm-hmm. were a few supplemental, mm-hmm. you know, math classes and things like that. Right. But for the most part, most of our subjects were, it was a unit study, and we're covered in co-op, and we just read books that had to do with what we were studying. But in this family's case, they had to do their regular schoolwork before they got to do co-op, and the mom was a little bit exasperated because she thought these poor kids, they have so much work to do. On the other hand, they were so motivated to get their schoolwork done so they could get to their co-op work that it Mm -hmm. sort of made her life a little easier. (laughs) Oh, sure. Yeah, I can see that. And, And they do love being together. We have had probably in the last, I've homeschooled over 25 years. and. And that not every single year we've co-opted, but almost every year. And I think we've had less than a handful of behavior problems that had to be deal, dealt with further than talking to a parent. And even though sometimes you can have mixtures of children where there's going to possibly be some tension and, and some problems, that's also a great teaching opportunity to teach conflict resolution and getting along with other people and, and how to work those things out. But I often tell parents, who are starting co-ops, I said, you know what, just start out with an 8 or a 10 or 12-week co-op so you can see how the families work together because you might mm-hmm. find it's not a good fit and you don't want to be stuck with it for 40 weeks. So <laughs> <laughs> That's very good advice. You know, I was probably the most nervous about that. You know, what were we going to do if, you know, one of the families was a big problem and, you know, I didn't want there to be any gossiping going on, you know. Just all right. of those kinds of right. things, and um, you know the the tactic that we have used most often is just you know be direct. And what I have suggested to like when um, when a parent has a problem with someone else's child, rather than going to the parent, mm-hmm. which can make that parent be defensive because they don't even know what is ha- you know what's gone on or anything. Right, just go to, to the go, child. Go to the child, and yeah. it has just been great. I mean, it just resolves things so quickly because the child, you know, they respect the other parents. They know them right. very, very well. And right. so we've never had an occasion where a child who has been addressed by another parent has just said, well, too bad, you know. <laughs> they, right. They've always been very, you know, humbled and and just apologized, and it's, it's yeah. not been a big problem. We did have one co-op that was it was it was rather large, but it worked out for the most part. But one um, boy and it was a only child, and at the beginning I didn't realize the dynamics of what was going on. But but the family home life was in a very bad spot, and mm-hmm. he was acting out almost every week. But once I talked to his mom and realized what was going on, I said, you know, let me share this with the kids 
without him being here so they will know and they can be empathetic and they can pray for him and help him and because the the children were very put out by his behavior and they were ready to have mm-hmm. somebody kick him out and they weren't being too patient, kind, or loving and, and for good reason. I mean, <laughs> the boy right. was getting on a lot of people's nerves. But, but we did share with the kids what was going on and we said, you know, this has got to be so hard for him right now with what, what's going on in his life. So you need to have some grace and mercy. You need to be mm-hmm. his friend. You need to correct him in a loving and kind way, not put up with some of what he's doing but still be there for him. And and a few of them really stepped up to the plate and were able to do that. Some tried, and he didn't respond as well to them as to others. But but it was another good learning experience. wasn't as easy a co-op that year as some of the others have been. But, you know, that's how we grow. That's how we learn. That's mm-hmm. how we mature. So, you know, we don't want it yeah. always to be. I mean, we would like it to be perfect and easy, but it's not going <laughs> to be. So. No. And, so you, you know, you go ahead. Co-opt from a young age up through teenage. Yes, yes. Okay. I definitely have. Have you had to fill out transcripts? Because I have found filling out transcripts for college doing, well, it sounds like you have supplemental classes as well, so that probably helps you document it. But it's it's a little challenging to take a unit study, pull it apart, and pick out all your subjects to meet your credits. But we've done it. You know, we've done okay. it so far. Yeah. You know, I I did... I've gotten away from doing solely unit studies, um, especially especially for my older kids. I had them do more of, you know, distinct subjects, you know, uh, a, a specific history curriculum, for example, but then having them go ahead and jump in and, and do the unit study activities. And, right. Um, and, it's, and it's worked out just fine. My oldest yeah. is actually in high school and is a senior and is just a few months away from graduating. He went to high school when he was a junior. And so we did have to come up with a transcript for, for him to enter high school. Um, but, you know, honestly, I will tell you, my oldest became an expert in all things transcript. <laughs> And college and credits, and he really put it the whole thing together himself. I was like, "Well, wow. thank you, yeah, <laughs> thank you so much." Blaze that path for you. Where is he going after high school? What's he going to do? Well, he is thinking right now. I expect it to change, but he's thinking right now that he would like to get a PhD in the social sciences, probably psychology, but not as oh. a clinician, more as a researcher. He is thinking researches what he wants to do so we'll see we're waiting to to see where he you know he's he's been accepted by some of the colleges that he's applied to but we want to see what kind of scholarships he will end up with in march so we'll determine that then and my second son is doing coursework through college plus so he's you know taking his clep exams and we're thinking that he's going to continue with that to get his bachelor's degree, but we'll have to decide that um, this summer. How's he liking that? He really seems to like it. I could not be more thrilled, and I and I get no, you know, kickbacks for saying that. Yeah. I'm just, I'm absolutely delighted. Now, my oldest also went through College Plus, but he didn't end up taking the exams. He decided he wanted to do AP courses instead. So before uh-huh. he went to high school, we had him doing 
online homeschool um, AP courses. But my second son, they have plus? changed. Not through College Plus. It was okay. through okay. Pennsylvania Homeschoolers was the okay. online site that he did his courses through. Excellent. They were excellent, excellent courses. Now, my second son, College Plus has changed the way that they do things to where he's really assigned, it, it feels to me almost like he has a pastor and a guidance counselor in one. I mean, the kinds of conversations that the two of them have about, you know, where he is spiritually and and even his relationships really? with his siblings and, hmm. you know, determining what God's purpose is for him in his life. I mean, it's it's just been incredible. I'm I'm so delighted with this program that And he's uh, taking I, classes as well as clapping. He's doing both. Right now he is, but once he um begins a bachelor's degree, if that's what he decides he wants to do, then he will just focus on doing his CLEP test through College Plus. So right now he's still taking high school courses, you know, at home. He's not doing any online or outside courses. He's doing everything here. But, um, yeah, but if he decides that that's what he wants to do, then he'll just be focused on that completely. And how old is your daughter? My daughter just turned 10. Okay. So All right. And is she involved in the co-op? She Yes, everybody is in the co-op. Everyone's okay. in the co-op. Now, my youngest son, my youngest is eight, and he's uh-huh. the youngest in the co-op. So we don't have babies and toddlers okay. anymore. Yeah. We used yeah. to, but uh, not anymore. And yeah. and so that's changed the dynamic, you know. You sure start, it does. <laughs> yeah, you start thinking about, you know, how to keep the older kids' interest. You know, you used to be able to do just like these fun little games and things. <laughs> And right. they have to be a little bit more sophisticated to keep the olders happy because we have everyone up through eighth grade participating in in the co-op besides those who are doing the high school courses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's neat. It's a challenge, but, but it's a fun challenge too. I mean, you, it is. you move up from crafts to labs. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> and, and you end up expecting a little more out of their presentations than been a, a short little fun thing, so but that's good. They yes. they can grow along the way, and so can the co-op. And what, what's so neat about co-ops is you can be as flexible as you need to be. And in, in areas where you need to change, you can change. If the location isn't working, you find another location. So, if the right. day of the week, our last co-op was an American Girl one with just little girls, and we met on oh. Mondays. But most of the mom said. If we're not done with our work, we do it Sunday. We don't. We want to just have Sunday, so we don't want a Monday co-op. So now we switch to Thursdays, and that works better for me too. So now we're, you know, switch for that reason, so they don't feel like they have to use their Sundays to catch up on what co-op work they hadn't done. Right. uh, But it is nice. Last words of advice to to homeschoolers who have never tried co-oping. What would you say to them? I would say do give it a try, and you can be – as uh, foolhardy as I was, and just start one yourself. You don't have to even just try to find one to join. Go ahead and start one yourself. Uh, make uh, you know connections with people at activities that you already attend, and just say, you know, I've been thinking about doing this. 
Um, you know, you could even say, I'm not sure what kind of a co-op I'd be interested in doing. You know, do you have any thoughts on that? And um, I really don't think that you will regret it. And as Pat said, even if you did regret it, you could always quit and say, you know, this particular co-op or this group of people just wasn't a good fit for us. But I think it would be such a fantastic learning opportunity for you and the kids. And if it goes well, you can build relationships that will last a lifetime. Yeah, that's that's really been neat too. And one of the things we do at our co-ops when we can, for most almost all of them, we've published a newsletter weekly that includes mm. the children's presentations, unless they're too long, and then they're summarized. But we have pictures and um, just talk about what we did during the week, and then we compile those into a book for the co-op. And it, it's almost it's great memories for the kids. In fact, today I brought the American Girl book to the parents to give it from that co-op. I had it printed off and brought it to them, had it bound for them all. And um, one of the gals said, you know, I just came across that Civil War newsletter book we did, and it was probably four, five, six years ago. I don't know how long, but it's so much fun to sit back down and look at, at what you did and how little they were and, and uh, their presentations. And some of mine, my children will look at it and say, I don't even remember talking about that at all. And other ones will go, oh, I remember that. That was one of my favorite reports. But it's a neat thing because you can not only put it in your portfolio to have proof of what you've done with your children, but it's great to share with family members like grandpas and grandmas and those mm -hmm. who are interested in not real close to what you're doing but want to know more about what you're doing, especially if when we started homeschooling, we were one of the first families, and it was so new, more people were skeptical than they were excited about it. And, sure. And uh, my parents included. My dad taught at FSU, so they, they weren't real thrilled that we were doing this, but they loved seeing the children's work. So it was nice oh. having the newsletters. And as the kids got older, then we would have them help put together news, the newsletter, and that was a whole other learning opportunity for them, too. Yes. Well, I am glad well, that you have shared with our listeners today. I appreciate you being on the show. And I, I'm hoping that those listening who have not tried co-oping will give it a try because I don't think they'll they'll be disappointed at all and they will find it it's meets so many needs and has so many advantages to homeschooling at home alone. So I appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Pat, and it tell was us my one pleasure. More time. Do you have a website? Yes, my website, my personal website is psychowithsix.com. Psycho with the six? number six. Yep, because I'm a psychologist. Psychowithsix.com. Dot com, okay. Yeah. Good. Well, when I when I post the show, I'll put that information there too so people can find your website and your show and listen in on your show too. So thank you oh, so much for being that. with us and you have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. If you like what you heard, be sure to tell your friends. And until next time, this has been Homeschooling, Co-op Style. <laughs>